you know what that means. It's time to start the show. It's my life. It's whatever. It's my life. It's whatever. It's my life. Welcome to What's Up Chuck, a podcast about loving life, weekly interviews and stories that inspire you to live your best life. Now, your host, Chuck Marlowe. Hello, everyone. This is Chuck, and I just want to say thank you for joining me for episode number one of the brand new podcast, What's Up Chuck? The first story that I'd like to share with you is a story or a journey of how this podcast came to be. Imagine 35 years in the past. The year is 1984. And a young Chuck Marlowe, 16 years old, decided that he was going to be the next rap sensation. Unfortunately, I don't have any actual audio recordings of that time, but suffice it to say, I still remember that first rap that I made. It's funny how we always remember our first. And now I'd like to let you guys inside my head and share that memory with me. You just a sucker MC, as you can be, and I'm the one they talked about through history. See, I'm the one that pulled Noah upon the shore, and I'm the one that killed the last dinosaur you see from time ago and from time again. Now, I will never lose, and you will never win. You're just a sucker MC, as you can be, and you will never be able to hang with me, because I'm the master of the rapping, a sequence pop, and once my mouth get to moving, I will not stop. You see, my sounds are explosive, and supersonic got the new equipment, and the best electronics got the earth, wind, and fire by my side. I'm going to take you for an unexplainable ride, or so you best put on your traveling gear because the ultrasonic sound now you shall hear it oh once you hear my sound destruction is sure forget about the doctor because there ain't no cure now i say i'm good and i am no liar my beat will take you higher and higher see there ain't a machine or a computer there ain't a teacher or no kind of tutor that can teach me anything that I don't know because I may not be a genius but I never was slow so once you hear me rap and synthesize I'm guaranteed to hypnotize just all you sucker MCs as you can be you guys can't make you guys can't make you guys can't make no rock like these wow I wish you guys could see the smile that's on my face right now just reminiscing, thinking about that time. Oh my goodness, it was so, so wonderful. I'm also smiling thinking about how my brother used to smile when he would see me doing that rap and he would put me up against anybody and he'd just sick me on that. I just, and I'd do that rhyme and I just knew that I was the shiznit. That was my battle rap, by the way, so if somebody wants some, they can come get it. <laughs> so I enjoyed rapping. I rapped for several years, for quite a while. In fact, I didn't change my style of expressing myself until around late 1998, 
1999 is when I really got into poetry and started that. I was 29 years old at the time. I had children and started family and everything. And I do remember one of my very first poems, and I would like to share that with you via my memory once again. When Big Bang blew, no one knew a cosmic child was born, whose end, my friend, is said to be when Gabriel blows his horn. A fresh new start, now here's the part, void of shape and form. No size, no color, no ethnic groups, perfection is the norm. No hunger pains, now that's insane, and yes, it does sound funny. No belly aches, no starvation, yet there's milk and honey. So I really love poetry and I still write and perform poetry to this day. Around 2007, I decided that I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Actually, I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comedian when I was 12 years old. I remember hearing Richard Pryor on a LP. For you younger people, that's a large CD. And I just love the fact that he was able to make people laugh and bring that joy to them. And so I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comedian then, and I went all those years. I was actually 38 years old when I decided to try my hand at stand-up comedy. It was easy enough to get into. I simply went down to Seattle Comedy Underground, signed up on the open mic, and performed my first comic bit for four minutes. After that, I started doing comedy around Tacoma. I ended up going down to Portland and traveling around and hitting some of the places, Yakima and all over Washington. And then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and I did comedy there, at which time I entered a comedy contest at the Comedy Uptown Comedy there in Atlanta and they were having a contest for some promotional stuff for the movie death at a funeral so i ended up performing there and i didn't win but nevertheless i did well entered a few radio contests here in washington in fact ultimately i actually made my way all the way to new york and performed there in a comedy club in new york and now I would like to share with you a comedy bit that I did here in Tacoma, Washington for the radio station, uh, Jack 95, I believe it was. But at any rate, I would like to share that with you via my memory. Kool-Aid's here, bringing you fun. Kool-Aid's not. Yo, what is 
that was cheaper, and you could tell that it was geared for uh, inner city youth because it was called Flava Saba. Like they were great brand name in E-Bonics. Remember Kool-Aid, you get like four for a dollar, you got like 40 of those for a dollar. So Kool-Aid wasn't so bad, but you know, if you had Sunny Delight, well, that meant you had both parents in the household. After doing comedy for a few years, yeah, and I was a real nut, nutcase. Around 2016 is when I started having serious health issues at 48 years old. Several strokes, open heart surgery and had a, <laughs> no pun intended, change of heart. So I joined the local Toastmasters group and started practicing on my speaking and decided that I wanted to pursue a career as a public speaker because now I'd had all these different epiphanies in my life and decided that I really had a message that I wanted to pass on and what I wanted to say. I did find a video of one of the events that I spoke at. I won't be long. I know you guys have been here. Really appreciate it. Um, I met Bud not too long ago and we talked and we found out that we had a lot in common. One of the things that we had in common was that we were both really, really passionate about helping others, especially children. I got involved with Quarters for Kids, but wanted me to say something tonight. And what I thought about was how important it is that we all should be forgiven. And 
like quarters for kids, I need your assistance to do that. So what I would like is when I point to you, I would like for the entire crowd to just repeat two words. Be forgiving. Can we practice that one time? A little bit louder. Be forgiving. Okay. I'll ask you a question. Which do you like more? Giving or receiving? Now, I'll be the first to admit that receiving feels good. But honestly speaking, giving feels better. Who here hasn't felt the harmony and love and the sense of unity that you feel when you give or help someone else? If you've never felt what pure giving does for your soul, then you are truly missing out on one of the greatest aspects of being human. See, I believe that there is no greater joy nor a higher level of enlightenment that we can experience than when we give or share with our fellow man. Simply put, when you receive, a gift comes to you. When you give, you become a gift. So, when you are faced with that eternal question, to give or not to give, your decision, your answer should always be forgiving. Be forgiving. So what's up, Chuck? What are you really trying to say? What I would like to say to you, my dear listeners, don't be afraid. Believe in yourself. Be fearless because it's possible. Living your dreams, it's more possible than you might think. As I look at my life in retrospect, I see that I have been living my dreams. Everything that I've wanted to do, I've done. I never worried about whether or not I accomplished the levels that other people say. I just did it. You just go out and you grab the bull by the horns. Because the more you think about something, the more you compare yourself to other people, the more afraid you become the more obstacles you create. And that's not what life is about. Life is about saying, I want to do something and just doing it. Don't worry about ridicule. Don't worry about failure. Just 
pursue your dreams. And then you have to understand that every step you take in life, every place that you are in, is a part of the journey. It all compiles to make you unique, to make your life special. Oh, so too often, we care too much about what other people say. And yes, I could think about it and say, well, I never became Biggie Smalls, or I never became Maya Angelou, or I never became Kevin Hart, or Les Brown. No, I didn't. Because I was me all the way. I'm so happy to have been able to share those memories of my journey so far with you. And I hope that you can see through it that everything is possible. Just do it. Stop being afraid. Stop creating obstacles for yourself. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about the time. It'll happen. And it'll be great. You know, many of those things that I did, I went and I purchased a book first. How to be a comedian. How to write a podcast. I don't compare mine with others. I always know that there's room for me to grow and more for me to learn, but that's what makes it so special to me. Learning. Maybe it's not what I'll ultimately want to do, but I have to learn that for myself and not allow other people tell me that I cannot do that or that I shouldn't do that. I would rather do it and learn and know that I don't want to do that anymore and to know that I gave it a go. Living your dream at all costs is the greatest life that you can have. It's my life, it's whatever. It's my life, it's whatever. It's Thanks for listening to my dad's podcast. Join him every week for more motivational talk. And if you see him on the streets, feel free to walk up and ask him, What's up, Chuck? <laughs>